Eagles Entertainment. Welcome, Eagles everywhere, to the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro. I'm here at the NovaCare Complex. Eagles getting ready for their opener against the Atlanta Falcons. One week from Sunday. Can you believe it's already here? Can't wait. So the Eagles making some news, of course, since the preseason ended, and that is what we're here to address with you in this Eagles Insider podcast. We got a good one for you today. Steven Nelson, Eagles cornerback, he's going to join me in just a bit. We're going to catch up with some of the moves the Eagles made, including the acquisition of quarterback Gardner Minshew. We'll hear from him. He met the media this week. Zach Ertz, for the first time in 2021, meeting the media and um, basically saying that everything is okay for the season ahead. And that's great news for the Eagles, who have a great situation at the tight end position. At this point, as we record the podcast, they've got Ertz, they've got Goddard, they've got Jack Stoll, an undrafted rookie from Nebraska. They've got Tyree Jackson, so impressive, the former quarterback from the University of Buffalo, transitioned to tight end, and in his first training camp really wowed people. He's injured with a back injury. We don't know the status of when he'll return, but the Eagles obviously very, very high on him. And to that end, we're going to talk about the roster and what it means to have a 53-man roster and a practice squad that can hold up to 17 players, including international exemption defensive end Matt Leo. So we're going to hear from Howie Roseman right now, Eagles executive vice president, general manager, uh, really interesting times for him. A roster that has gone through a lot of transition. So one-on-one with Howie Roseman. That's how we're going to start things off. Let's get right to it. Howie on the phone on this Thursday, uh, coming off a very, very rainy Wednesday. Roseman has had a couple of days to digest the roster. And this is what he had to say about the Eagles and the 53 plus the practice squad. Howie, um, it's been a couple of days now, and I wonder as you look up at this 53 plus the practice squad, kind of what sticks out to you? Well, I think, you know, the first part of it is is our it's always fluid. You know, our work's never done here. The talent acquisition period doesn't just end here today. It continues um, certainly through the trade deadline and then uh, towards the end of the season. And, and our, our scouts, our front office staff does a great job of continuing to monitor players, uh, put a, a lot of grades on guys on practice squads, on guys that are available, and uh, we'll continue to do that. I think the, the big thing, obviously, is just uh, the commitment to the line, Dave, you know. And uh, I think when we sat down, with our coaches and decided like what we want to be and and what we want to look like. Um, We felt like it was really important to make sure that our our commitment to build along the lines was shown. Uh, Obviously we had a bad experience last year with uh, losing a lot of linemen and we want to make sure that we're prepared for a 17 game season and still, you know, extenuating circumstances um, with the virus out there. So I, I think that's what stands out the most. Over the last couple of years, you've talked about getting younger. Um, and I guess I look at the roster, I see 33 new names since since last uh, since 2019. Do you, do you feel like when you look at the roster, you, you feel like you've accomplished that, that you've gotten, you've, you've made that transition into a, a younger roster, but one that's still enough veterans to have a leadership and, and have the, 
you know, the, the kind of kill those young guys away. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's funny, you know, they, we always get these age stats and the average age of the roster, and, you know, that's obviously, that's skewed by one or two guys. Um, it, but when you look at it by position by position, um, I w- you can see there's certain position groups that, that are really young and uh, give us an opportunity to kind of grow together. Uh, and I think certainly when you look at the skill positions as a whole, that's a really young group, and we're excited about the potential of those guys. And uh, I, I feel like we got younger, but at the same time, like we didn't we didn't sacrifice necessarily the talent to get younger. And so we don't want to keep a young guy because he's a couple of years younger than than a guy who can help us just for the sake of, of saying we got a little younger. We, we want to keep the right guys and. And, and Dave, we've talked about this. Like, I think that a lot of times people feel like, um, or, you know, around the league, you have the conversations about, well, I'm, I, I don't need veteran guys, but veteran players are a huge part of the culture that you're trying to build in terms of, of showing guys the right way to do things, having the experience to deal through adversity. And so um, we also want those guys on the team. Okay, if we could talk about some of those uh, position groups, and let's start with wide receiver because there was a lot of speculation outside the organization that you would go out and get a veteran. You didn't do that. You showed a lot of faith in young players and and, and Aaron Moorhead and Coach Nick and everybody to wide receivers along. What do you see from that group? Well, I, I put Kevin Petulo in there as well, you know, working with the receivers when you talk about that group and, and certainly Coach Seidekin, the offense coordinator. I, I think, like, you know, that was one of the reasons that Devontae was so appealing to us in the draft because of his leadership ability, you know, his work ethic, and really um, wise beyond his years, you know, a, a tremendous competitor, tremendous winner, and we felt like he could help. And then Greg, you know, Greg is somebody who – uh, has always been a leader on this football team and has shown it with his actions as well, his work ethic, you know, former quarterback. So I, I think we, we feel like we have those guys and they could really help as, as our young guys develop there. And then running back is interesting, Howie. Three running backs on the roster um, and Kenny Gainwell. If, if you could just, I mean, everybody knows Miles and they love Miles and Boston has been so good the last couple of years. Kenny Gainwell, uh, did, did he show you everything that you thought he would show? And it, certainly taking a player in the draft who didn't play last year, there's going to be some questions built in there. But he came back with zip, and he came back with energy, and he came back with that, that as, as Ron Jaworski says, that juju. Um, what did he show you in the summer? Yeah, I think that we knew that, that Kenny was really refined in the passing game. I think what he showed us this summer and, and through uh, not only training camp, but uh, the practices with other teams and the games was his run skills. You know, um, I mean, there's a reason the guy ran for as many yards as he did um, in 2019, and you saw that. And so, like, I, I don't. I, yeah, I don't know that you can turn this guy just a third down back. Like, he's got the ability to play on first and second down as well as a runner. And, um, you know, that that's a good group, a young group. And, you know, fortunate to get the guys back on the practice squad that we got as well. Does that give you – having Jordan on the practice squad, there would be a question maybe of do you have enough size in the backfield? How do you, how do you respond to that? I, I, when we look back at who have been some of the best short yardage running backs since I've been here – you know, it's a guy like Brian Westbrook, you know, who had the ability to stay low to the ground and um, certainly wasn't a 230-pound back, but he had a unique instincts and vision. And so 
sometimes uh, you're just looking for good players at that position as opposed to just role. Now, that being said, I um, really value Jordan. That's why we keep bringing him back and, and think he has value. But I, I think we're looking for good players, not necessarily just kind of guys who, who have size. Howie, I wonder, uh, offensive line, you know, the selection of Jordan Mailata was an interesting one. I, I wonder how you feel about the way he's come along and your decision to draft him and the trust that you had in Stout at that time and the decision, you know, to, and, and then just bringing him to the point where he is going to be the starter at left tackle on, on day one. Well, you know, that was, that was a fun draft for us. Uh, we didn't have a lot of picks in uh, 2018, and, and um, it was coming off of the Super Bowl, and, and uh, we felt like there were certain guys that we were very fortunate to get, and they were trait guys. And, and when you look at that draft, you know, starting with Dallas and um, Avante and Josh in the fourth round, and um, even Matt, who played a lot for us and wish him well in, in the Indy, but Jordan was a guy that we had done so much work on. You know, Stout had gone down and saw him work out and train in Florida. You know, as you know, Dave, you know, Stout's passionate. And, you know, he started sending me videos of the workout as he was going. And um, after we got past the sixth round, we didn't, we didn't have a seventh-round pick, if I remember correctly. And um, uh, we sat there and, and we tried to trade um, back and, and make sure we got him. And I think the rationale was, like, this guy was so physically gifted and we had spent so much time that if he was going to succeed or, or, or fail, we wanted him to do it in Philly. And uh, we committed when we drafted him that the first two years we were going to develop him because, you know, he's a freak show, and it was all new to him. And those first two years, I'm not sure we got a, a lot of return on that investment. And um, it started last year, and Stout just continues to work with these guys, and these guys get better on the offensive line, you know. And I think that's, that's one of the things that um, – you know, makes Stout who he is. You know, you give him guys and they continue to get better. And, uh, you know, Jordan got better and better. And, you know, really, he, he won the job. You know, Andre had a good offseason, too. And um, Andre continues to grow and improve and, and look good. And we're excited about him as well. But Jordan won that job because, because of what he did. And so we're excited to see him this year and, and really our whole offensive line um, see what that group can do healthy. Howie, at tight end, we know Zach, we know Dallas. Uh, Tyree Jackson is banged up, but what great progress that he made. I'm not sure fans really know a whole lot about Jack Stoll. Can you talk about what you liked about him in the draft process and what he's shown you in the summer? Yeah, we had, we had drafted grades on, on Jack and uh, certainly a guy that we were considering taking to make sure that uh, we got him on this football team. And um, when you talk about Jack first, you know, the, all the intangibles. I mean, really tough. Um, really wish he kept his mullet because it was such a great mullet. And uh, I think it, okay. it, it would have been really fun to watch. But he has tools in his body, Dave. You know, like, first of all, they got, the guy's uh, uh, really smart, really, um, really picks things up quickly. And then you look at it, just um, it, they, their offense didn't feature the tight end as much last year, but – um, when you saw him run routes and the athletic ability that has in his body, I mean, the guy's a four-six guy, tight end. Um, he really he can, he can change direction, and then he's really tough. The point of attack stuff. I mean, there was a play against the Jets in the preseason where we're in the low in the high red zone, and and he comes off the ball, and he just he's just overpowering guys. So they're hard to find these combo guys, and. 
Uh, we wanted to keep them around. Um, obviously, our first two guys are special, special players, special people. Uh, but having a guy like this who, who really embraces the dirty work, wants to play on special teams, but he's not limited. You know, a lot of times when you when you talk about these guys, you know, they're hard to get up or play on special teams because they're four eight, four nine guys, and you see them trailing on on, on kickoff. But that Jack, that's not Jack. And so, um, really excited about him, and I think our staff was too, and um, didn't want to risk losing him. The defense is interesting. You, you supplement in free agency with some players, Ryan and Anthony and Eric and. Steven, um, and then you bring in some some young players. Do you feel like you've got a nice mix of veterans and and younger players on D? For sure, you know. And again, it starts with the D line and, and the guys that we got there. And um, really, even excited to to add Ryan Kerrigan to this team. You know what he brings uh, to our football team. But um, we we got it. We got a good mix, and, and really excited to some of these younger guys too, who are really look like they're coming into their own. Whether that, that's Sweaty or Barnett and Hargrave, obviously, like those guys, and just match the guys who who set the tone and and Fletch and BG. And and two more questions, Howie. You've mentioned that some of those players may not be quite where they need to be, but you're also counting on them continuing to make progress and the coaching of them and the. Talk about that a little bit, and fans who might not quite understand that concept. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, like what we have to this this league. I think a lot of times we we're quick to judge in any job, you know. And um, I think that experience matters, and uh, getting guys, especially you know, the off season was better this year, but it still wasn't what we've been used to um, over a long period of time. And so, like, what we're asking our coaches is. You know, where are they in the development? Do they have upside? Are they in a position where we think we can get more out of them? And, and I think specifically I, I was re- referring to to Marlon. You know, Marlon missed um, the off season. He had a hamstring, and we saw him continue to get better in the Jets practices and, and during that game. And we really liked him coming out. And so, um, you know, for us, it was less about where he was maybe at the moment than where we could get him to. And, um, you know, I think I was talking about him, but I think there's other guys like that. And, and that was really like even Davion last year, really excited to get him back and get him into the action. You know, a guy like that, you know, if they have the tools in their body, they have the work ethic um, and our coaches believe in them, that those are powerful things. Those are powerful tools to keep getting those guys better. And then finally, Howie, how in the world do Aaron Sipoff become the Eagles punter, um, a, a player who last year was in Detroit on the practice squad, can you tell me about what you saw in him, why you signed him, and, and how he's yeah. performed? Well, I think the first part about that is um, our, our guys here in personnel, the young guys, do a great job of tracking news and notes from other teams. And we knew that last year he was he was in a fight for for the job with Jason Fox, who, who made the Pro Bowl for the Lions. And so um, that was something that we are excited about. We knew kind of where we were going um, – this year with our cap situation and felt like um, as much as we appreciated that what had Cam had done for us, that we were probably going to have to go young at that position. And um, we brought him in and, and we knew he was a really talented guy. And I think the thing that we were concerned about was how comfortable Jake would when Rick would be with him too, as a holder, that's part of the job here as our punter, he's done a phenomenal job. And, and then he's got, 
he he's got an unbelievable repertoire, and and I, I think you know he can he can do things. He's got a bag of tricks, um, like a really good golfer, and you know we're we're not saying he's another guy that. Um, I, it's not going to be perfect probably year one, you know, like, um, we're, we're excited though about the development that he can do with coach play and coach Brown and coach Penunzio. They work with these guys and, um, you could see the talent. And, and I think that the guy, the guy's got a real shot to be a good punter in this league and looking forward to watching him. Howie, uh, what happens from, are you just looking to trade and tweak the roster here for the trade deadline in the yeah, Dave, every day we're going to be looking for upgrades. We're going to see if there's opportunities to improve this team and get better for the short term and the long term. And, um, you know, we're open to that. And obviously, like, you know, we, we have this sixth waiver claim for um, hopefully what a, it will be a short period of time, and we'll see if there's opportunities to take advantage of that. Okay, so now you have a pretty good idea of where the Eagles are with their roster. And as we know, it is always a fluid situation, always a work in progress. Roseman always wheeling and dealing. Team has a lot of draft capital for next year. But let's be honest here. The Eagles believe they are going to be in the thick of things in the NFC East in 2021. One of the reasons, the acquisition of Steven Nelson, Eagles cornerback, just as training camp began, the Eagles signed Nelson, who at the time, probably the most viable and most productive and really for the Eagles the most perfect fit in free agency he played with Kansas City he played with Pittsburgh and now he's an Eagle and now he's here to talk about the Eagles defense and what he thinks of Jonathan Gannon's group JG's group moving forward regular season is just around the corner and I wonder what your mindset is how you transition from a preseason mindset to you know, getting ready for the regular season, what it means to you. Yeah. Um, I say like, you know, this is my first rodeo, man. So, I mean, this is, you know, it's, uh, it's coming down to wire, man. You know, as the season gets closer, man. It's like, um, you know, you just hone in on, on those practices and, you know, meetings a little harder, you know, than before. Um, and, you know, you just try to, you know, make sure you're on top of every little detail, man. Cause it's, it, when it matters, it matters. <clears throat> so what do you think from an individual standpoint you accomplished from the time you came to Philly to this moment now? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I say uh, I accomplished, you know, like, you know, first of all, you know, I'm very thankful and blessed, you know, to have the opportunity, you know, to be with the, uh, with the Eagles, man. Um, but, you know, personally, I feel like, you know, I've gotten better in certain areas you know, my game, you know, and that's, you know, major, uh, you know, kudos to the coaching staff, you know, uh, helping me, you know, you know, develop, I wouldn't say develop, but helping me, you know, kind of reach my, my potential. And can you be, is it, is it technique stuff that you're talking about? Is it, um, mental? What, what is it? Um, I think I'm a pretty smart guy. Um, Football-wise, it's more of a technique thing. Um, like I said, this is a new coaching staff for me. Um, so, you know, having to learn, you know, different techniques. But, I mean, not, I wasn't too far off. But, you know, just, you know, coming in, you know, right before training camp, you know, uh, did me a lot of justice, you know, being able to kind of grow with everybody at the same time. 
All right, so let's talk about that growth, Stephen. What mm-hmm. what do you know about this Eagles defense? What what do you think, just as a group, that you can mm-hmm. accomplish? I mean, I, I think the sky's the limit. Um, we have, you know, all the guys to do it, um, from D line to linebackers to our secondary. I mean, um, you know, I think everybody knows that, and uh, you know, it's, it's all about, you know, going out and. And uh, you know, just executing the, the plan, and um, and you know, some of those unforeseen things that kind of happen, you know, and that's just you know, we we can all stay healthy, you know, um, I think we can go far. So, so for fans who only watch the preseason games, and, and you talk about how, you know, everybody's believing in it, and everybody's on the same page. What are the things that convinced you, and, and when did they happen? Are you talking about the joint practices? Are you talking about just? building chemistry. I mean, kind of how does it happen mm-hmm. when you really don't play a whole lot together in the preseason on the preseason stage in those games? Uh, yeah. Um, I would say, you know, what fans, you know, most fans don't see is, uh, you know, the hard work that goes in day in and day out and, uh, and, uh, the real grind that's taking place, you know, from the time you wake up to, Till like nine o'clock some days, you know, in camp, you know, those are, those are what I call dog days where you have to grind, 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 you know, fans, they only get to see, you know, over the surface type of thing. They don't really see behind the scenes. And when you go through, you know, those challenges, you know, with, uh, with guys, you know, that brings uh, the group closer and, you know, you build chemistry, friendships, different type of relationships. And, you know, you just see guys get better over the course of that, you know, because, you know, everybody has the same goal, and that's <clears throat> to help this team win. Steven, you said that this isn't your first rodeo. Um, so, <laughs> you know, how how do you do? You, do you have a sense then of of, or is it too early to really have a sense of the mentality of this defense, or or from your based on your experience, you know, is it is it, can you make an accurate read without playing in a regular season game? I would just say everybody has a dog mentality. You know, that's kind of what um, that's what Coach uh, Seriani, you know, preaches, and you know, that's what we're we're living by. You know, um, you know, just having that having that tenacity going out there every single play. You know, trying to lay it all out on the line, and you know, when adversity hits, you know, having that mental that dog mentality, and you're able to you know fight back and you know forget about you know the the previous play and just kind of give it all you got each and every play. So um, with that being said, you know, if you if we stick stick to that formula, I mean, that's the formula for assisting in my eyes. Stephen, um, what do you know about the Atlanta Falcons at this point? Um, they're a good football team, great football team. Um, obviously uh, have a great quarterback, veteran quarterback. Um, they have good pass catchers. Um Offensively, they're, they're dangerous. I don't, I don't know too much about defense side of the ball, but um, we're definitely going to have, you know, our work cut out. So, like I said, just um, it's getting it's getting time to get uh, getting closer to week one. So, you know, that's when those details like that I mentioned earlier uh, matter the most. You know, having to you know practice hard and meet harder. You know, so we can uh, be prepared. They also have a rookie tight end who. You know, watching him in the preseason, from my standpoint, he doesn't—he doesn't look like a tight end from the old days. He looks like a wide receiver. Is that 
something that, you know, that you, I guess teams, defenses have to deal with a lot. Have you really had a chance to check out uh, the young rookie? Uh, not really. I mean, um, obviously, you know, everybody's heard about him and whatnot. You know, I think, you know, that's a, uh, you know, accurate, accurate uh, observation. But, I mean, you know, he's a special kid, special talent, you know, coming out. But haven't really paid, paid too much attention to him just yet because we just got out of camp and doing what we do. So, um, but definitely we have a lot of time to uh, prepare for him as well. Steven, from a personal standpoint, what has it been like for you making this transition to Philadelphia? Are you, you know, you're out mm-hmm. of the training camp mode. You, you got your own place to live now. Do you feel settled in? Do you feel like you're part of Philadelphia? Uh, definitely. I mean, <clears throat> you know, just my first, what, month here, um, it's been all football for me, um, you know, just trying to, you know, take care of my living situation, you know, it's been kind of, um, you know, put on, on, the, on the back end. But, you know, I've been trying to figure out where I'm going to live. Um, that'll be taken care of soon. But, I mean, it's it's just been all football for me and, you know, I, and trying to get better and, you know, be the best I can be for the team. And, Stephen, finally here, you know, when you get to that game day, that first game, what are you like? What what kind of emotions do you have in and what does it mean to you to, to to get ready for another football season mm-hmm. to be to be there on that stage? Man, it's, it's a huge blessing um, slash opportunity. You know, um, uh, you know, it's just you know when you when you've been through been through a lot of uh, a play, been on you know a couple teams, and you've kind of been through it, and, and you see like you know when final cuts come around, and guys have been in the locker room all camp. And, um, you know, they kind of, you know, get released or whatnot. You, you know, that's how I look at things, like being thankful, you know, to be out here and, you know, not taking anything for granted and um, just giving it everything I have. Jonathan Gannon and mm-hmm. what he has, his kind of his daily message to you mm-hmm. is and, and what you think of him as a defensive coordinator early on here? Yeah, man, uh, I, lo- I love I love uh, J.G., man. He's He's been uh, – you know, I, I think he's given me, you know, a lot of inspiration, man, and, and what he's brought to uh, to t- the team. And, you know, he's always, you know, in my hip pocket, you know, uh, giving me little uh, a little tips on how I can get better at certain things. Um, you know, he's, he's, real, he's a real cool guy, man. He uh, understands, you know, the secondary, you know, the things that, uh, you know, DBs have to go through, man. And, you know, that's helped out uh a ton. And before we leave the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group, let's hear from a couple of the veterans we talked about at the beginning of the podcast. Zach Ertz, just 29 catches away from topping Harold Carmichael's all-time record. Eagles franchise history for most career receptions. Carmichael, 879 of them. Ertz, just 29 away from getting to 890. Last year, a very tough year for Ertz, injuries, and then an offseason where rampant speculation that he might be traded. Didn't happen. He's here. He's happy. He's ready to go. This is the most fun I've had coming to work in a long time, these past four weeks, um, being with this new coaching staff, being with this young team, some of the vets like myself, Kels, Lane, B. Um, it's been a lot of fun coming to work each and every day. Um, been freeing to kind of just focus on football you know last year 
I was hurt. I had an ankle injury that was freaking debilitating at times. Had surgery in the off season. And practicing at the end of the year just wasn't fun because it was a grind each and every day. And now I feel great. The ankle feels great. And so just to come out here with the new coaching staff has been so much fun. Um, coming to compete every day, which has been a blast, which I love to do. Never shy away from that. And ultimately, like I've said all along, this is the place I want to be. This is the place I want to retire. Um, and those feelings haven't changed. I'm moving on from everything that happened this offseason. There have been apologies. There have been things that we've mended. And ultimately, I'm here. I'm excited to be here. And I'm excited to be a leader of this football team. So that's a good thing. Number 86 is healthy, feeling good. Mentally, he's great. And the Eagles are going to use a lot of him. Really can't wait to see what Nick Sirianni does, Shane Steichen does, what kind of offensive scheme they put together with a really good group of tight ends. Quarterback Gardner Minshew came to the Eagles last Saturday, a trade with Jacksonville. The Eagles giving up a conditional six-round draft pick for a player in his third season. He started 20 games in two years with Jacksonville, had a terrific 2019, had some injuries in 2020. The Jags then went out and drafted Trevor Lawrence number one overall in the spring, and that made Minshew available. So he comes in, he's the number three quarterback, and the Eagles are pleased to have him in that room. And Minshew is pleased to be an Eagle. I think a lot of times it can be great anytime you're walking into a situation uh, like we have here with a, a great roster full of good dudes, a uh, coaching staff that's you know very excited about winning. Um, you know, that's always a good situation for anybody to walk into. So I'm just very excited uh, to be working with these guys. Now, Minshew is number three in the quarterback room, number three on the depth chart behind starter Jalen Hurts and number two man Joe Flacco. That's just fine with Minshew, who says both Hurts and Flacco have been very welcoming, teaching him the offense in a hurry. It's been great, man. Jalen, uh, I think Jalen was the first guy to reach out to me, actually, just welcoming me in. Uh, our paths have crossed a few times in the past, and, um, man, they've been great, you know, um, in meetings uh, and walkthroughs. You know, they've been very helpful, um, you know, as I'm trying to get up to speed, and I look forward to, you know, helping them in any way that I can. Now, what about this offense? Very early returns from Minshew, who believes the Eagles – can have their way. Great balance on the ground, in the air. This offense, at first glance, for Minshew is extremely impressive. I think it's great. I think there's, um, you know, with the guys we have, we're going to be able to run the ball well. I think, um, you know, with the way we set up our pass plays, there's a lot of a lot of room for explosive passes. Um, and, that, you know, I'm just now just barely getting into it, you know, this week one. But, um, you know, very, very excited. I, just talking with uh, Coach Sirianni, um, and hearing him talk uh, ball just gets me fired up because, I mean, he's passionate about it. He knows it. And uh, somebody I'm very, very excited to work with. And one more thing before we wrap up the Eagles Insider podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Let's hear for Jordan Malata. I mean, what a story. Comes to the Eagles in 2018, seventh round draft pick, never played the game of football. And here we are. He's going to be a starter on day one in the NFL at the left tackle position. How exciting is that? Something to think about. You want to take a chance? You want to be great? Jordan Mulata showed the way. Eagles have a strong offensive line, and they feel great about Jordan Mulata protecting the blind side of Jalen Hurts. I think it started off last year, you know. Um, 
when I started playing games, you know, when I when I started getting comfortable in the in the position, um, and for me, that's when it really began. You know, that I started understanding football, started talking football. You know, and kind of realized learning on the go was you know going to be a big thing for me. And so, because I knew how much effort I was giving in to to myself or to the game, really, um, you know, I kind of felt like you know I was kind of you know, branding myself as a football player because I believed it because I believed in what I was giving to the game, giving of myself to be a starter and a professional. And so, yeah, that was my biggest thing about not being seen as a rugby player anymore, you know, to be seen as a football player. And, um, you know, I'm going to keep doing that until <laughs> until I scrub that from my history. I don't know. I just, for me, it's just I don't want to be seen, you know, if I give up a sack or if I, if I don't do the right, right technique, I don't want to be, I don't want to, be the guy like oh he's but he's rugby player of course he doesn't know that now I want to be judged because you know I just have poor technique and didn't execute it right because I know I can do all the things that coach Stout and coach Sirianni ask of me and my teammates so it's just a matter of me you know being a professional and handling my business that'll do it for this Eagles Insider podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro thanks to Peter Kelly Ray Doyle and Julie McLaughlin for their work. Thanks to all of you for joining us each and every episode. We'll be back next week as we focus in on the Atlanta Falcons. Thanks for joining, everyone. Dave Spadaro once again saying have yourselves a great Eagles day. And as always, fly, Eagles, fly. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles!